0: Section three of the National Geographic Magazine, volume eight, December eighteen ninety seven. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Pollution of the Potomac River by F. H. Newell. The facts concerning the pollution of the Potomac River are of peculiar concern to the residents of washington because of the fact that the supply for domestic and municipal use is derived mainly from that stream only a small portion being obtained from wells or springs this water we know to be polluted but opinions differ widely as to whether these pollutions are negligible or may be sources of ever-present danger to the community In order to discuss the subject intelligibly, it is necessary to have clearly in mind the situation of the catchment basin of the river, as well as the relative position of the various tributaries and of the principal towns and political divisions. We, of course, know that the Potomac is one of the principal rivers of the Atlantic slope, receiving the drainage from an area which lies about midway of the eastern side of the United States it rises in the allegheny mountains its drainage basin embracing portions of the states of pennsylvania maryland west virginia and virginia at this part of the system the mountains have a general trend a little north of northeast the narrow valleys between the ridges are nearly parallel and thus the streams coming from the mountain sides unite in creeks or rivers flowing either northeasternly or southwesterly. taking the potomac basin as a whole by far the greater number of the tributaries flow toward the northeast the streams coming from the northern part of the basin being relatively small the main river itself receiving from point to point the tributaries from each side cuts directly across the mountains having a southeasterly direction although in detail its course is quite crooked the absence of lakes marshes and broad valleys renders the tributary streams rapid and their delivery of precipitation upon the basin the potomac being subject to sudden floods and the dry season discharge being very small for this reason the river as a source of power is not so valuable as might be expected from the size of its drainage area at the points where the river cuts through the successive mountain ridges the slope is rapid but there are no falls of considerable magnitude until the stream has passed the piedmont plateau and reached the border of the softer cretaceous rocks here at the fall line it forms a succession of cataracts a drop of ninety feet occurring within a short distance at the great falls at about this locality the city of washington has been placed its situation being governed by the questions of navigation and of water power these have been the factors which have contributed largely to the growth and development of important cities along what is known as the fall line extending from new york to georgia just before the river takes its plunge over the great falls a small portion of its water is diverted into an aqueduct which following along the north side of the river delivers by gravity a supply of water to the reservoirs which in turn feed the water system for the city one of the most notable features is that the river receives only a few short streams from the north the greater portion of the water coming from the south and flowing northeasterly in the nearly parallel narrow valleys between the mountain ridges the rivers meander through trough-like valleys cut out mainly in limestone the bounding ridges being of sandstone or other hard resisting rocks these ridges rise to heights of two thousand feet or more and are usually forest clad the precipitation from these ridges usually in the form of rain is partly evaporated or taken up by vegetation about fifty percent or a little more flowing down the steep hillsides to the valleys this runoff water is pure and clear but upon reaching the lowlands it mingles with washings from the rich soils and cultivated fields becomes in time of flood at least turbid and yellow the lowlands especially of the wide valleys such as the shenandoah are notably rich and prosperous farms are to be found their entire length these have induced the growth of villages and towns some of which under the stimulus of small manufacturing industries are rapidly growing as a rule these are situated upon some stream since their location has been primarily determined by a water power mill or ford the refuse from all these streams is as a matter of course discharged into the stream potomac river as the name is commonly applied results from the union of the north branch the stream above which cumberland Maryland, is located with the south branch at a point about twelve miles below this city the north branch and the main stream into which it empties form the state boundary between maryland and west virginia the south branch lies wholly within this latter state at their headwaters these two branches flow in a general northeasterly direction nearly parallel to each other the north branch being to the west of the allegheny front and the south branch to the east the total drainage area of the north branch at cumberland is eight hundred ninety-one square miles or about eight percent of the entire catchment area above the city of washington the total drainage area of the north branch at its mouth or where it joins the south branch is one thousand three hundred and sixty-five square miles being a trifle smaller than the area drained by the latter the waters of the north branch of the potomac even near its head are naturally somewhat dark in color and it is stated by the older inhabitants of the region that it has always been thus owing probably to the presence of decaying vegetable matter from the forests this is further increased by the effluence from the sawmills tanneries and coal mines so that at the old mill dam near kaiser the polluted waters agitated by the fall boils and foams forming in the early morning a thick layer of whitish brown froth in order to obtain a general conception of the amount of pollution, it is necessary to know how much water is carried by the river. This, of course, varies from day to day and even hour by hour. These minor fluctuations are slight, and by taking special care during time of flood, it is possible to know how much water is delivered by the main stream and its principal tributaries. Without entering into a discussion of how this is accomplished, It is sufficient to state that the results are given in a table showing the average daily flow throughout the year in cubic feet per second. The minimum flow of the river has been considered to be that obtained by Mr. William R. Hutton in 1856, 1,063 cubic feet per second. It is probable that during the past fall, 1897, owing to the protracted dry weather the discharge sank to about this amount at this time the water received into the conduit is stated to have been from seventy five to ninety second feet or from seven to nine per cent of the total volume of the river it is evident that the quantity of water in the potomac especially at times of flood is very considerable and that sewage and waste material dumped into it from towns and manufacturing establishments Must be greatly diluted. But in times of low water, this must necessarily become less so. The quality of the water is therefore becoming more and more a matter of concern because of the fact that with the increase of population in the Potomac Basin, the artificial impurities will increase and the amount of water to be taken out at Washington will also be greater, while the natural flow of the stream is practically unaffected. As before stated, The impurities are of two kinds, natural and artificial. The natural impurities consist mainly of the finely divided soil washed from the agricultural lands of the valleys, this being for the most part the residual matter left by solution of limestones. It exists in such fine particles that while the water is in motion, it is not deposited and may remain in suspension for days, even after the water sample has been put into a closed bottle the proportion of this mud varies from time to time being greatest during floods and least during periods of low water when the supply is received by percolation from underground sources at such times the water is clear and entirely unobjectionable as far as casual observation is concerned but the flow in the river is greatly diminished and the proportion of sewage must be notably increased while the natural impurities are usually so apparent and annoying to the eye through the dirty color and muddy sediment the artificial impurities on the other hand are not so readily noted the heavier particles of the waste from the towns and manufacturing establishments are washed down the stream slowly and are gradually burned up or oxidized or pass into solution in the form of various organic compounds These, as a rule, do not notably discolor the water, and some of them may even aid in giving a bright sparkling effect, so that very dilute sewage, when exposed to light and air for a few hours, may be unobjectionable to the eye, although carrying with it a great load of objectionable substances or minute animal or vegetable life. The pollution of the Washington water supply would be very little if the headwaters of the Potomac could be cut off just below cumberland and while the water is very bad at that point it should be remembered that it is there a comparatively small stream with a minimum discharge of less than sixty feet per second while the minimum discharge at point of rocks as far as observed is about eight hundred second feet and the Monocacy and a number of smaller tributaries reach the river between that point and the intake of the waterworks at great falls in times of low water when of course these pollutions bear the largest ratio to the total supply the potomac at cumberland probably contributes not more than six per cent of the water carried by the potomac at great falls in this small percentage traverses about a hundred and ninety miles of broad riverbed agitated and broken by numerous shoals and diluted by fresh waters bearing more or less oxygen and sediment tending to its purification while these influences contribute to ameliorate the quality of the water cannot be contended that the supply for the city is entirely as it should be sufficient has been said to indicate that a considerable amount of filth of all kinds is habitually dumped into the river and that this is steadily increasing it is not desirable to describe or characterize this material under any stronger term than sewage, as the details are too disgusting to be given in a public address. It may properly be claimed, however, that no matter how bad the material is at the point where it discharged, becomes neutralized or destroyed before the water containing it reaches the Washington aqueduct. The self-purification of rivers is a phrase which has been made the excuse for so much carelessness or indifference but there is no doubt that streams do tend to rid themselves of much of their undesirable load the conditions along the potomac are particularly favourable for the water passes over many broad riffles where it is exposed to light and air and many deleterious substances are unquestionably burned up while others may possibly be dragged down by the finely Divided sediment, which is usually present, thus the chemicals used in the pulp mills, tanneries, and other manufactories are greatly diluted and by reaction upon each other and upon the small amount of lime carried in solution, probably form harmless compounds. The momentous question, therefore, is as to the behavior of the small microorganisms to which the modern students of disease attribute such potent influence on the human system. Take, for example, the typhoid bacillus, which is said to live even in ice for a hundred days or more, and to develop in soil, retaining its vitality for a year, and even increasing from a single cell to 16 million individuals in 24 hours. It may be questioned whether such an organism is rendered harmless in the journey of from two to four days or more, from the sewers of towns up the river to the mouth of the aqueduct we are comforted by the assurance that harmful bacteria are rarely found in potomac water but still this may not set us wholly at rest for negative evidence in such case proves little the discussion of the probable danger from sewage must be left to expert in other lines for the work in hand pertains mainly to ascertaining the quantity of water, its variations in its use. The facts which have been put on record are those concerning the source and quantity of water in the river, the location and character of the polluting agencies, and inferentially the degree to which the sewage or waste is diluted by the annual flow of the stream. Until state or national legislation can be secured to regulate such matters, the potomac as in the case of all interstate streams must serve as a sort of sewer into which town and manufacturing establishments empty their refuse and this fact must be borne in mind in all considerations of water supply the improvement of water supplies from this source should begin at both ends that is to say pollution should be prevented as far as possible and the water supply for a city should be filtered the state of massachusetts has set the example in this respect preventing the pollution of streams by gradually forcing towns to provide suitable sand filters for sewage before allowing it to discharge into certain rivers and also providing similar sand filtration for the water which is to be used for municipal purposes the system of intermittent sand filtration has been found to be efficacious not only in taking out visible particles, but in nitrifying and destroying the smaller organisms apparently so potent in matters of public health, End of section three.